So good afternoon. And after last week's message, it was very, it was a very self-searching message. I had to search how I felt about the way people treated me, but I also had to search about how I felt or how people felt about how I treated them. Um, favor is a powerful thing with God. And yes, we're on part two of last week's message, but favor is a powerful thing from God. And I'm going to tell you why. How many of you have prayed for favor? You see a hand or your, your emoji or something. You pray for the favor of God because you know favor is a powerful thing. It makes a difference. You're going to laugh at this question next. Question two. How many of you know that you've sown more favor than you prayed for? And nothing. Okay, one hand. Okay. Okay. Because anything. Okay, another hand. You have to first be able to come to the account and you have to be, and God has to be able to look at your deposits before you can make this withdrawal. Right? So you come before God, I want favor. And the scripture clearly says in Proverbs, favor is, be, is to be desired over wealth and honor. Favor is to be desired over everything. And I taught this way, 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 way back in my walk. When I first started in ministry, God showed me this. Favor is better than finances because if you have favor, you can get something that is not for sale from somebody. So if you want a piece of property or land or a car or anything, and that person, I can come up to that person with thousands of dollars over the price and he don't like me. And he likes you, he'll give it to you for way less than what he would have given it to me for because he's favored you. There are things that have been given to me out of favor in the past year that money couldn't buy. Positions, titles, articles, magazines, all this news, you know, all news reports, all this stuff and pay for any of this stuff. And Lindsay and I had sat down with a company to talk about buying those services six months prior and the amount of money. And then all of a sudden, God, within the next couple of weeks, opened up not only all those doors, but doors that they didn't even have the power or connection to open and gave us stuff. Come on, they couldn't have put me on PBS to do their Black History Month you know, announcement. That, that, nobody could buy that. That's a God move. Favor is the gift of God to man. Listen to what I just said. Don't just amen. Listen to what I just said. Favor is the gift of God to man. I'm going to say it one more time. Favor is the gift of God to man. If, if you would be honest with yourself, probably the most important and the most appropriate gift that God has ever given you is favor. Hmm, let's think about that a minute. 
The best gift God ever gave you was favor. Mm-mm, best gift he gave was Jesus. Okay. Jesus was favor. God so loved the world he gave. You didn't earn that. That was favor to you. You did nothing to own that or the right to that. That's favor. Most powerful thing God ever did for us was favor. Then close behind that, because with favor came love, it came forgiveness, it came redemption, it came all that stuff. And then the next thing I will put next to this, you can go with me on this or you can disagree with me. That's between you and God. I'm just giving you my heart. The next thing would be grace. I gave you this out of my love for you. And I gave this to you as because I decided to favor you. And then I gave you the grace that even if you mess up the good thing I gave you, you can be redeemed, you can be forgiven, and you can get back on track. You can't beat that. And I began to realize that grace is such a powerful position in our lives and such a, a mighty craving in our lives that we don't give attention to, that we don't seek out or even really watch. And I haven't even heard messages preached on it, but I start to see something how important favor is in our lives that we don't pay attention to it. I'm going to give you some everyday scenarios to help you out with this. This person got a raise on the job and you did. You're upset. They raised your rent and they didn't raise this person's rent like they raised your rent. They let this person park and they didn't let you park. I went in the store and I tried to buy the thing and then the other people got it before me and I was upset. If you look at all the things in your life that mean something to your body, my mother loved my sister more than she loved me or she treats my, my sister's kids better than she treats my kids. Can I go on and on and on and on? In all those situations, you're begging for, asking for, seeking favor. Why am I not favored over someone else? Why is in my situation, when I went there, I had to stand on the line for three hours and they came up and they went right through. Why they let them in the restaurant and they made me stand outside. Are you listening to me? We, our life is craving for and depending on favor and we don't give it the focus. Anytime somebody gets on my nerves is because I felt they should have treated me better or acted better toward me, favored me. But how hard is that preaching the house? Not much. I haven't heard it. And when God began to show me to it, he said, when you seek in favor, when you see it to be treated right, just correctly, only respectfully. When, when we start to talk about police brutality, what do we say? They don't do this to white people. What are you saying? They favor them over us. How come they get the better raises in the positions and we don't? Why are they favored above us? Did I bring it home yet? Yet the house is not teaching about favor. Hmm. 
If a man's ways pleases the Lord, he causes even his enemies to live at peace with him. So when I say favor is to be desired over wealth and honor, I wanted you to see that how big a role favor plays in our lives. It plays a very, very, very big role. But we don't pray about favor from that position. So we'll start today. Lord, we seek your favor. We seek to be favored by you. And we seek a kettle, a bag, our spiritual realm filled with favor so that we have favor to sow. Did you hear where I went? I want a big storehouse of favor so I can begin to sow it. So I can begin to get it out. So I begin, can begin to distribute it. Now I'm gonna offer a different balance. I didn't plan to stay on this this long, but God, you, you're good. You got full control. I sold, and a few of you put your hand up and said, I sold favor probably more than, than I expect. A few of you put your hands up on that. I can stick my hand up on it too. But I wanna balance this now. I'm gonna I'm I'm poke you a little bit. I'm gonna poke me first, and if it, Works for you. You just go on take it. I sold favor my whole life. I always put people before me, but it wasn't for the right reason. It wasn't for the godly reason. It's not the reason that we're talking about today. I did that so they would love me. I did that so they would appreciate me. I did that so they would respect me. I did that so they would stop being mean to me. But they finally say to me, I'm okay, you're good. I did it for that reason. It wasn't so in favor by the spirit of God so I can receive the harvest of God. I was sowing to the flesh of man hoping to receive love back from man. Stop bullying me. If I do this nice thing enough, will you finally tell me I'm okay? So now here we go. Favor to God from us is we choose you in your direction and your leading over our own. Let's start with that. God, I favor your direction. I favor your decision. I favor your leading. I favor what you decide for me over what I've decided for me. Step one in favor. Are we good with that? God, I want to first begin to sow seeds of favor toward you. Worshiping God is not favoring God. It's a beautiful thing, but it's not. Prayer is not favoring God. And most times prayer favors you and not God because you're praying for God to do things for you or to fix things in your life or to handle your stuff and to make your things better. So if we be honest, most of our prayer is not even in favor of God, it's in favor of us. Hmm. Getting a couple of head nods. Some of them are real, real shallow. They're kind of like, but, but you're there. And does anybody understand? Does anybody disagree with where I'm at right now? You're, you're bear witness with what I'm talking about. Good. 
good. Even some of the head yeses were like, I'm just going to kind of, yeah. but it's all good. Just, we'll just work with this. Now, so I began to ask God, how can I favor man? And God said, you can't favor man until you favor me. And then Christ in you, the hope of glory, for it is not in your own strength, but God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So I now no longer want to serve man or try to do right by man for man's love. Now, now I want you to hear this before I go any further. This is a new revelation, not that I've received, not that I've comprehend, but I've pressed, forgetting what's behind, I'm pressing forward to the mark of the high calling. I, I told you I get it fresh off the press. I give it right to you all, even as I'm still working it out. I'm giving it right to you so we can work it out together. We can stumble together. We can help each other back up and we can get to the other side together. God just gave me this and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I don't do that so good. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so if you listen to last week's message, this was revelation that was God had freshly given to me, and I'm like, okay, can I sit with it a little while? I said, nope, you put it right back out. As soon as you get it, live with it. So, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Romans 8:28, and all these things will be added unto you. Why do you seek what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, how you're going to be clothed? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Okay. So I do overtime for favor in the form of a paycheck, still favor. I do overtime. I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I help this person say yes when I really want to say no do things that my heart don't feel it really feel a peace to do because I'm looking for the favor of mankind. Am I helping somebody today? Let's start by saying, Lord, free us from the need for man's favor. Let's just stop with that. Lord, free us from the, 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 the need to be favored by man. We receive it. The, the way church adjusts that, they call it man-pleasing. But it's not just man-pleasing. It's man-needing. You're not trying to please them just to make them happy. You're trying to please them so that they will eventually look at you and in honor you. I know I'm staying on this point for a long time because it's real, real thick to the message. So here's what we do. We come before the Lord and we say, okay, God, my ways have to please you, which means I need to sow a seed of favor to you that then translates to the way I deal with mankind and then reap a harvest from the spirit through mankind. Say that one more time. Did I lose anybody? Let's say it one more time. When God tells us to sow a seed, Jesus told his disciples, so we left everything to follow. He said, you left nothing to follow me that you won't receive a hundredfold return in the kingdom and then in this life. Notice that kingdom, this life. Kingdom, this life. We sow seeds, tithes, offerings, gifts, 
this life to receive in this life. You sow up, it rains down. You sow down, it rains up momentarily, depending on the mood of the person and the situation and the circumstance. Why does God have Elijah able to sow in a famine and still reap? Because you sow up, not down. Listen, I, what I, I'm trying to make it as fundamental as I possibly can because sometimes we get so spiritual that we totally miss the word of God. Think about your sowing and your giving. Think about your good doing. It's toward men from men. It's toward a person. And then you, then you look at God and say, you see what I did? Was that good? Was that good? Do you like that? Do I get a reward now? And he said, when you do your arms before men, the reward you receive right then, the good job, are you such a good Christian? I just love the way you always hear early in the morning setting up you just such a, he said, that's your reward. But do in secret, it don't mean hide your offerings. You're going to put it in the bucket. You're going to write the check. Somebody going to see it. It ain't secret. Somebody see it. They write you the tax thing every year. That's not secret. But what you do in your heart before you write the check is secret. Oh, I hope you're caught that. What you do in that private time before him in favor, that's what's in secret. Nobody can see. They can see what you write on the check, but they can't see what went down between you and God first. So I go back to my point. Oh, my God. Are you all hearing me today? I'm about to scream up in this place. You get before God in secret. You sow favor, you sow seeds, you sow love, you sow that between you and God. God, teach me how to help the men and women that you've called me to, not the ones that I'm trying to get to like me because I will need them to like me. Not my sister and my mom and my cousin. If they're included in God's plan, so be it. But that's not your focus. Your focus is who do you want me now? to sow this love to. And it may be people that I don't have any concern or care about, but it doesn't matter. This is between us two. Let this seed of love, let the seed of favor, let the seed of gifts, let the seed of offering, let the seed of tithe. This is between me and you, and then let it manifest in the world the way you see fit. Can I get an amen, a hand wave, or a thumb up emoji or something? This is the power of God right here we're talking about. God said to me, son, you're, you're learning now, since I threw you out there in Florida by yourself, you're learning now how me and you need to interact. Remember, if you remember a couple of years ago when God asked me the question, who are you apart from what everybody else expects from you? And I broke down and started crying because I was like, I, I have no idea who I am apart from what everybody expects from me. I, I do what I do and hope they tell me I did good. And if they don't, my day is ruined. God said, I need you apart from everybody's expectation of you. I need you. I need you. Are you listening to me today? God needs you. So your husband, your wife, your mother, your child. Yeah, you, you have responsibilities. But even those can be submitted to the kingdom. Before I give it to you, 
I want to give it to him. Before I celebrate you, let me celebrate you before him and see if he bears witness with me celebrating you. I got all my verses here ready to go and God like, just son, just keep talking until they totally get what they need. Are you getting something today? So I said, okay, I don't sow favor. I never thought about sowing favor and I never thought about giving it to you. So let me go back to the example again, real quick example. You asked me to explain and I did, but let me just go back now to simple. Gifts and offerings don't go to the earth realm to receive from the earth realm. They go to the spirit realm and then by the spirit realm directed to the earth realm. And then it comes down from the spirit realm. I'm not looking for it from earth realm. I, it, it will manifest in the earth realm, but I'm not looking for it from the earth realm. Come on now. It's a little tricky one, but stay with me on this. The scripture says, given it should be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. In Luke 6, which we did last week, show men give unto your bosom. So God's like, I will use men, but I will use men that I choose. And a lot of times men that you don't even know, never expected, didn't see it coming. And, and I want to get to the place where almost everything that comes to me is like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Because I, I, I don't want to keep looking to the source of man for anything. So God, I gave you that job. And now you basing your whole livelihood on my new car, they're going to give me a raise. And the house I believe for, I'm expecting God going to do it. And, it, and, and through them, right? And it, they become the source and you don't allow God to work outside of that box now. So the thing that he gave you to be a blessing is become a savior. Can we have a real conversation or no? Some of you are just looking at me, just plain face, no expression. Your eyes ain't blinking the past 20 minutes. <laughs> Am I telling the truth or not right here? So here's what I'm asking. God, recreate me again. Save me again in the area of relationship to you. Is my commitment to you based on what I think you should do for me or what I need to do for you? I'm not talking about only what you do for Christ who last stuff. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is, hear what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say is thick. Do you know that you are God's most valued possession? Do you understand that? Do you understand that there's no creation that God has made is more important to him than you. You understand that? You understand that fellowship with God is the key to our relationship. But even in fellowship with God, we've turned that into God, what you got for me today. I'm gonna sit before you, I'm gonna be still. Oof. You're going to speak to me. Yes. You're going to tell me how to make this boss like me and how to pay these bills and how to get this car and how to get that house I'm believing for. You, you're, going to, you're going to do that thing, Lord, that I need. I'm just, I'm just not my will, but yours, but mine, but mine, but, but, not, but not mine, but yours, but, but 
You know what I'm saying, God. You you got it. I need some things, but not my will, Lord, but mine be done. And that process matures or deflates us and how far we go with God. I don't know how to pray unselfishly. That sit with you a minute. See, this is the part I tell on myself. See, this is the part, this is the part right here that, that's Dr. Wise loves. I tell on myself, okay? I don't know how to play, pray unselfishly. I don't. I realize that somehow I work me in the deal. No matter what, I pray to God. Is it just me? Am I the only one? Am I the, okay? Okay. I don't know how to. Even after I finish the prayer and say, amen, and don't include me, not let my mind go right immediate to now what's going to happen for me. What's in it for me, Jesus? Did I do that good? I did that real good, didn't I, Jesus? Because think about it. We just had this whole conversation about how we seek the favor of man by doing good things for men to try to get men to like us. You think you don't get before the throne and do the same thing? Expectation is real. But what I'm expecting now is Help me see how I should be looking for you and seeking ye first and let the other things be added without me even messing with the other things. So let me, let me give you the balance. Let me see where was God going to take me with this. Let me give you the balance. Me and my son was talking the other day and we were talking about how we put God first and how God comes before everything. And nothing else is important, success and all these kind of things. And we were having a good conversation. I said, I want to ask you a question. God called us to win. He calls us and he put in drive in some of us that's just drive. We know. How many on here right now, just, just by showing hands, is totally happy with everything you got and you don't want to go no further, you good. Not one thumbs up, not nothing, right? Okay, so then there's a desire in us from God to be bigger and better than what we are. How many of you agree with that? That's a God calling. We know that's real. So how do I balance not desiring the world and the world's goods, but then deal with this drive in me from God to be bigger and better than what I am? And this is when this revelation began to come to me. By him, through him, and to him are all things. I don't know if I quoted that right, but I think it was kind of close. Through him, to him. Somebody look it up and, and, and give it to me right. All things are made, made by him, and not one thing that was made was not through him. The key for us is everything we do is to communicate with God. Lindsay sending me something. Let me see what she sent me. For from him, through him, and for him are all things. To him be the glory. 
Okay, that's, that's pretty close. <laughs> uh, oh, we want to know where it is. Uh, Romans 11. Romans, is that Romans 11, 36? 11 to 36. She put it in the chat. Y'all can see it. Anyway, let me, let me go back. So here's my, here's my challenge today. Last week, I talked about love, and I talked about judging righteously and making righteous judgment. And so I'm here today, and I'm asking this question. God, how do I judge righteously and not look at the splint in my brother's eye before I get the log out of my own? And I'm not going to go through that whole message. You can go through last week. And God said, by judging all things through me, and not how they affect you. Seeking favor with me so that you can sow favor to man. You can't sow favor to man if everything man does annoys you. Now, this was a very, very interesting part of that for me. If we go real quick, just let's go back real quick to um, Luke 6, where we left off. And let's just get this in there and then let me bring it home on this note. Luke 6, 37. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will, do, and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven Given it should be given unto you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I went before God and said, how do I not judge? How do I not condemn? How do I not, or how do I forgive when I feel wronged? Because if you're saying the measure that I do will come back to me, and I don't like when it comes back to me, then I have to know how to not sow. And God said, you have to show favor to men. You have to show men favor. Well, God, how do you expect me to favor someone who doesn't favor me? And how do you expect me to treat people kind? I know the word says do good. I, before I finish this statement, I want to ask a question. How many of you have tried to treat somebody good that wasn't good to you? I'm going to make you laugh, but just answer this question. How many were able to keep that behavior up for longer than a month? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> because you're trying to do something in the flesh. You're trying to act out a spiritual function or gift in emotion. I'm just going to hold my tongue and let you talk bad about me or bash me or treat me wrong. And I'm going to be a good Christian, and I'm just going to take the abuse. 
I'm here to set you free from this today. That's not the way it goes. My behavior toward you can't change into my relationship of favor from God and receiving favor back. My favor to God, receiving favor back from God gives me anointing to make me act different or feel different toward you. Listen to what I'm saying. Then the person will be changed. If you're in an ongoing emotional, mental, abusive situation with somebody, God has not called you to be treated this way for long periods of time to show how Christian you are. The battle is how do you stop and surrender that to God? He doesn't say don't judge. It says don't judge them in human judgment. He said it doesn't condemn them for God condemns. It doesn't say they won't be condemned. He said, you don't do it. He said, it won't be, he didn't say they wouldn't be judged. He said, you won't judge them. What he's asking for us is forgiveness toward people, not in human emotion or flesh, but before the throne of God. The anointing to forgive. Are you listening to me? The anointing to say, I turn that over and I refuse to walk in it anymore. That comes from sowing seeds of favor to God. I favor your decision. Let's keep going. So I, I left off at uh, um, um, 6, 37, 38. Then he told a parable. Can a blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the pit? The student is not above his teacher, but everyone is, that's fully trained will be like his teacher. In this case, the teacher being to me my savior. So he goes on and says this. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? I won't go through all of this. I did this last week. Go over this. I just want to move on to the next point. How can you say to your brother, let me take out the speck of your eye when you fail to see the hindrance or the plank in your own eye? You're a hypocrite. And he said, you hypocrite, and I covered this last week, a hypocrite means you don't really even practice what you preach. Take the plank first, take the plank out of your own eye, then you can see clearly to remove, remove the speck from your brother's eye. And here's the point. He said, the, the plank in my eye, are you listening? You listening? I'm being asked to remove that. You notice it doesn't say ask for God to take the plank from your eye. That's where I've been taught for years. I thought, so God take the plank from my eye. No, it says you take the plank from your eye. Ready? And then you take the splinter from your brother's eye. They say God does it as you do. So now I'm responsible for my plank and your splinter? Well, how do I take the splinter from his eye? Not by judging him or condemning him but by receiving from God the grace, the anointing, the favor that I sow to them and by my action and by that anointing on me, the splinter from them is removed. They, you, you got it now? They can see me remove a plank and all of a sudden they can bear witness to the splinter in themselves and allow you to be a part of their process. So I'll go back to where I left off last week. People, I'm praying for you. I, I've gotten to the place that I can't stand people like that. Because if you're not praying with me, 
with this kind of heart, you can't pray for me. You haven't entered into covenant with me. You haven't entered into my pain with me. You haven't entered into my circumstance. You just looked at me and chose to judge me unworthy or whatever you chose me unworthy of. And I would pray for you that you stop being so stupid and get your crap together. That's what that is. Keep it. Take that prayer, you and that prayer, and take it back to the pit where you got it from. I can do without it. But if you're willing to weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn, I know, I, I know I'm speaking to you. You know, when you see that, then you can help me out. Then you can see clearly. How do I help you out? By removing the plank from my own eye, by saying, I am willing to sacrifice me before God, not for you, to show God the favor that he can then use me to be a dispenser of favor. God will use favor. And I'll end this where I started this message. The most important gift you got from God is favor. Without favor, you wouldn't have savior. Without favor, you wouldn't have shed blood. Without God favoring you. And let me just make sure I bring this home. The angels look on us, the scriptures say, in awe, marvel, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit, why do you favor them? We're angels. Yet you favor them that you give them mercy and you call them by your name. Well, God's like, because they're my kids. I love your kids. I love the nieces and nephews. But I love my kids more. That's my kid. You're his babies. You're his kid favors you, but you can't claim favor without sowing favor. And everything in your life pivots on favor. So let us seek God to be better sowers into the kingdom first of favor. When we give our gifts, let us give to the kingdom first. The worst thing you can do in offering time is show up at offering time with no preparation in your spirit or heart or ever and write a check and put it in the bucket or hit PayPal and send it in. Worst thing you can do. Worst thing you can do. Worst thing you can do. Now you're giving out obligation and duty and you want to make sure that see, they are tithers and you, you know, you're going to get that tax credit thing at the end of the year. That tithe, that offering, I'm speaking to me too, that gift is something that needs to happen between God and me in favor before I make a move in the natural at all. There should be a relationship. There should be a connection. I look at my check. Okay, I made this much. All right. Boom. So what I did, God, hey, now I'm waiting on that harvest. God said, let me say something to you, son. And I will bless you that way. But you won't get the best of my blessing that way. You won't see the fullness of my hand manifested that way. I want your heart, not your check. I want an aligned spirit. Somebody say an aligned spirit. I want an aligned spirit. God wants your spirit aligned with his. Sow the seed of right judgment, proper judgment. Everything is to, through, and from him. Back to him again. Trust in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit them to him. 
and he will bring them to pass. From this day, your quality time and your giving and your receiving and your prayer for favor should be after you've sown favor, not to man, to God. You've sown the seed, not to man, but to God. You don't forgive them in the natural first. You forgive them in the spirit before God first. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Why well, I, I just choose to forgive him. That is not forgiveness. I know that to be a truth because as soon as they do it again, I got to go back to God and be able to forgive him again and again and again and again until I get before God and I totally submit it to him and the forgiveness is between me and daddy. Then they could do the same thing and they just go right over me. I don't even feel it. This thing is taken out of it. Oh, death, where's thy sting? Oh, grave, where's thy victory? It's gone. You have no power over me because I surrendered it to God. So I'm ending this where I started it. All gifts belong to God. And the best, best gift he's given us is a favor. And you can't ask God or man for favor if you have not sown it. But don't sow your seeds to man. Don't sow seeds to the earth for the earth's results. Sow seeds to God. So favor to God, let God rain favor down on you and everything around you will align with that favor if you sow it to the kingdom. If you sow it to the earth and you be good to people for the sake of people being good to you, that's temporary. If you sow it to the kingdom, God, am I good to you? Do I treat you right? In my heart, do I really love you? Or am I afraid to just not go to hell so I don't want to do wrong by you? There is a difference. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Right stand him. In all of this, all of these things will be added unto you. Amen? Amen. Before you start recording, somebody want to pray? I don't want to do it, but somebody can. Dr. Wise, you feel up to it? Amen. Amen. I always pray when I'm under conviction. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus. Oh, God, we come before you this morning, Lord, this afternoon, Father, just giving you the praise, the honor, and the glory, Lord God, for who you are, Father. God, we thank you. We thank you for how you met us this day, Father. How, Lord God, you brought your word to life in us, oh God, about favor, Father. We thought we understood, Lord God. We thought you knew, yet you bring us to higher heights, Lord God, and deeper depths, Lord God. You said you didn't want us to be ignorant, Father. And so we thank you for this man of God that you continue to use, Lord God, to grow us up, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, we just thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for the maturity, Lord God, that we receive in this word this morning, God. We thank you for this gathering, Father God, and the word that we receive, Lord God, not to keep it to ourselves, Lord God, but to bring it to others, Lord God, who need to hear, who need to know, who need to understand that we can no longer take favor for granted, Lord God, that we need to sit at your, sit at your feet, Lord God, and just let you pour more and more into us, Lord God, that we're open to receive today, God. 
Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you again for this gathering. We thank you for everyone that's present this morning that received the word wherever we are in our walk and our relationship with you, Lord God. We know that we have greater places and higher heights to go. And for that, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.